the young gray head by caroline bowles Suddy, from the world's best poetry volume nine tragedy and humor part one read for LibriVox.org by sonia as the narrator craig franklin as ambrose lianyao as lizzie thone as the mother and jason in canada as neighbor mark the young gray head grief hath been known to turn the young head gray to silver over in a single day the bright locks of the beautiful their prime scarcely overpassed as in the fearful time of gallia's madness that this crowned head serene that on the accursed altar bled miscalled of liberty o martyred queen what must the sufferings of that night have been that one that sprinkled thy fair tresses o'er with time's untimely snow but now no more lovely august unhappy one of thee i have to tell a humbler history a village tale whose only charm in sooth if any will be sad and simple truth mother quoth ambrose to his thrifty dame so oft our peasants use his wife to name father and master to himself applied as life's grave duties matronize the bride mother quoth ambrose as he faced the north with hard-set teeth before he issued forth to his day labor from the cottage door i'm thinking that to-night if not before there'll be wild work dost hear old chewton roar it's brewing up down westward and look there one of those seagulls ay there goes a pair and such a sudden thaw if rain comes on as threats the waters will be out and on that path by the fords a nasty bit of way best let the young ones bide from school to-day do mother do the quick-eared urchins cried two little lasses to the father's side close clinging as they looked from him to spy the answering language of the mother's eye there was denial and she shook her head nay nay no harm will come to them the mistress lets them off these short dark days an hour the earlier and our liz she says may quite be trusted and i know tis true to take care of herself and jenny too and so she ought she's seven come first of may two years the oldest and they give away the christmas bounty at the school to-day the mother's will was law alas for her that hapless day poor soul she could not err thought ambrose and his little fair-haired jane her namesake to his heart he hugged again when each had had her turn she clinging so as if that day she could not let him go but labour's sons must snatch a hasty bliss in nature's tenderest mood one last fond kiss god bless my little maids the father said and cheerily went his way to win their bread then might be seen the playmate parent gone what looks demure the sister pair put on not of the mother as afraid or shy or questioning the love that could deny but simply as their simple training taught in quiet plain straightforwardness of thought submissively resigned the hope of play towards the serious business of the day
to me there's something touching i confess in the grave look of early thoughtfulness seen often in some little childish face among the poor not that wherein we trace shame to our land our rulers and our race the unnatural sufferings of the factory child but a stead quietness reflective mild betokening in the depth of those young eyes sense of life's cares without its miseries so to the mother's charge with thoughtful brow the docile lizzie stood attentive now proud of her years and of the imputed sense and prudence justifying confidence and little jenny more demurely still beside her waited the maternal will so standing hand in hand a lovelier twain gainsborough never painted no nor he of spain glorious murillo and by contrast shown more beautiful the younger little one with large blue eyes and silken ringlets fair by a nut-brown lizzie with smooth parted hair sable and glossy as the raven's wing and lustrous eyes as dark now mind and bring jenny safe home the mother said don't stay to pull a bough or berry by the way and when you come to cross the ford hold fast your little sister's hand till you're quite past that plank's so crazy and so slippery if not o'erflowed the stepping-stones will be but you're good children steady as old folk i trust ye anywhere then lizzie's cloak a good grey duffel lovingly she tied and ample little jenny's slack supplied with her own warmest shawl be sure said she to wrap it round and knot it carefully like this when you come home just leaving free one hand to hold by now make haste away good will to school and then good right to play was there no sinking at the mother's heart when all equipped they turned them to depart when down the lane she watched them as they went till out of sight was no forefeeling scent of coming ill in truth i cannot tell such warnings have been sent we know full well and must believe believing that they are in mercy then to rouse restrain prepare and now i mind me something of the kind did surely haunt that day the mother's mind making it irksome to bide all alone by her own quiet hearth though never known for idle gossipry was jenny gray yet so it was that morn she could not stay at home with her own thoughts but took her way to her next neighbour's half a loaf to borrow yet might her store have lasted out the morrow and with the loan obtained she lingered still said she my master if he'd had his will would have kept back our little ones from school this dreadful morning and i'm such a fool since they've been gone i've wished them back but then it won't do in such things to humour men our ambrose specially if let alone he'd spoil those wenches but it's coming on that storm he said was brewing sure enough well what of that to think what idle stuff will come into one's head and here with you i stop as if i'd nothing else to do and they'll come home drowned rats i must be gone to get dry things and set the kettle on 
his day's work done three mortal miles and more lay between ambrose and his cottage door a weary way god wot for weary white but yet far off the curling smoke in sight from his own chimney and his heart felt light how pleasantly the humble homestead stood down the green lane by sheltering shirley wood how sweet the wafting of the evening breeze in springtime from his two old cherry trees sheeted with blossom and in hot july from the brown moor track shadowless and dry how grateful the cool covert to regain of his own avenue that shady lane with the white cottage in the slanting glow of sunset glory gleaming bright below and jasmine porch his rustic portico with what a thankful gladness in his face silent heart homage plant of special grace at the lane's entrance slackening oft his pace would ambrose send a loving look before conceited the caged blackbird at the door the very blackbird strained its little throat in welcome with a more rejoicing note and honest tinker dog of doubtful breed all bristle back and tail but good and neat pleasant his greeting to the accustomed ear but of all welcomes pleasantest most dear the ringing voices like sweet silver bells of his two little ones how fondly swells the father's heart as dancing up the lane each clasps a hand in her small hand again and each must tell her tale and say her say impeding as she leads with sweet delay childhood's blessed thoughtlessness his onward way and when the winter day closed in so fast scarce for his task would dreary daylight last and in all weathers driving sleet and snow home by that bare bleak moor-track must he go darkling and lonely oh the blessed sight his pole-star of that little twinkling light from one small window through the leafless trees glimmering so fitfully no eye but his had spied it so far off and sure was he entering the lane a steadier beam to see ruddy and broad as peat-fed hearth could pour streaming to meet him from the open door then though the blackbird's welcome was unheard silenced by winter note of summer bird still hailed him from no mortal fowl alive but from the cuckoo clock just striking five and tinker's ear and tinker's nose were keen off started he and then a form was seen darkening the doorway and a smaller sprite and then another peered into the night ready to follow free on tinker's track but for the mother's hand that held her back and yet a moment a few steps and there pulled over the threshold by that eager pair he sits by his own hearth in his own chair tinker takes post beside with eyes that say master we've done our business for the day the kettle sings the cat in chorus purrs the busy housewife with her tea-things stirs the doors made fast the old stuff curtain drawn how the hail clatters let it clatter on how the wind raves and rattles what cares he safe housed and warm beneath his own roof-tree with a wee lassie prattling on each knee such was the hour hour sacred and apart warmed in expectancy the poor man's heart summer and winter 
as his toil he plied to him and his the literal doom applied pronounced on adam but the bread was sweet so earned for such dear mouths the weary feet hope shod stepped lightly on the homeward way so specially it fared with ambrose gray that time i tell of he had worked all day at the great clearing vigorous stroke on stroke striking till when he stopped his back seemed broke and the strong arms dropped nerveless what of that there was a treasure hidden in his hat a plaything for the young ones he had found a dormouse nest the living ball coiled round for its long winter sleep and all his thought as he trudged stoutly homeward was of naught but the glad wonderment in jenny's eyes and graver lizzie's quieter surprise when he should yield by guess and kiss and prayer hard won the frozen captive to their care twas a wild evening wild and rough i knew thought ambrose those unlucky gulls spoke true and gaffer Tutin never growls for naught i should be mortal mazed now if i thought my little maids were not safe housed before that blinding hailstorm ay this hour and more unless by that old crazy bit of board they've not passed dry foot over shallow ford that i'll be bound for swollen as it must be well if my mistress had been ruled by me but checking the half-thought as heresy he looked out for the home star there it shone and with a gladdened heart he hastened on he's in the lane again and there below streams from the open doorway that red glow which warms him but to look at for his prize cautious he feels all safe and snug it lies down tinker down old boy not quite so free the thing thou sniffest is no game for thee but what's the meaning no look out to-night no living soul astir pray god all's right who's flitting round the peat stack in such weather mother you might have felt him with a feather when the short answer to his loud hello and hurried question are they come was no to throw his tools down hastily unhook the old cracked lantern from its dusty nook and while he lit it speak a cheering word that almost choked him and was scarcely heard was but a moment's act and he was gone to where a fearful foresight led him on passing a neighbour's cottage in his way mark fenton's him he took with short delay to bear him company for who could say what need might be they struck into the track the children should have taken coming back from school that day and many a call and shout into the pitchy darkness they sent out and by the lantern light peered all about in every roadside thicket hole nook till suddenly as nearing now the brook something brushed past them that was tinker's bark unheeded he had followed in the dark close at his master's heels but swift as light darted before them now be sure he's right he's on the track cried ambrose hold the light low down he's making for the water hark i know that wine the old dog's found the mark so speaking breathlessly he hurried on toward the old crazy footbridge it was gone 
and all his dull contracted light could show was the black void and dark swollen stream below yet there's life somewhere more than tinker's wine that's sure said mark so let the lantern shine down yonder there's the dog and hark oh dear and a low sob came faintly on the ear mocked by the sobbing gust down quick as thought into the stream leapt ambrose where he caught fast hold of something a dark huddled heap half in the water where it was scarce knee-deep for a tall man and half above it propped by some old ragged side-piles that had stopped and waste a broken plank when it gave way with the two little ones that luckless day my babes my lambkins was the father's cry one little voice made answer here am i twas lizzie's there she crouched with face as white more ghastly by the flickering lantern light than sheeted corpse the pale blue lips drawn tight white parted showing all the pearly teeth and eyes on some dark object underneath washed by the turbid water fixed as stone one arm and hand stretched out and rigid grown grasping as in the death gripe jenny's frock there she lay drowned could he sustain that shock the doting father where's the unriven rock can bide such blasting in its flintiest part as that soft sentient thing the human heart they lifted her from out her watery bed its covering gone the lovely little head hung like a broken snowdrop all aside and one small hand the mother's shawl was tied leaving that free about the child's small form as was her last injunction fast and warm too well obeyed too fast a fatal hold affording to the scrag by a thick fold that caught and pinned her in the river's bed while through the reckless water overhead her life-breath bubbled up she might have lived struggling like lizzie was the thought that rived the wretched mother's heart when she knew all but for my foolishness about that shawl and master would have kept them back the day but i was wilful driving them away in such wild weather thus the tortured heart unnaturally against itself takes part driving the sharp edge deeper of a woe too deep already they had raised her now and parting the wet ringlets from her brow to that and the cold cheek and lips as cold the father glued his warm ones ere they rolled once more the fatal shawl her winding sheet about the precious clay one heart still beat warmed by his heart's blood to his only child he turned him but her piteous moaning mild pierced him afresh and now she knew him not mother she murmured who says i forgot mother indeed indeed i kept fast hold and tied the shawl quite close she can't be cold but she won't move we slipped i don't know how but i held on and i'm so weary now and it's so dark and cold oh dear oh dear and she won't move if daddy was but here poor lamb she wondered in her mind twas clear 
but soon the piteous murmur died away and quiet in her father's arms she lay they their dead burden had resigned to take the living so near lost for her dear sake and one at home he armed himself to bear his misery like a man with tender care doffing his coat her shivering form to fold his neighbour bearing that which felt no cold he clasped her close and so with little said homeward they bore the living and the dead from ambrose gray's poor cottage all that night shone fitfully a little shifting light above below for all were watchers there save one sound sleeper her parental care parental watchfulness availed not now but in the young survivor's throbbing brow and wandering eyes delirious fever burned and all night long from side to side she turned piteously plaining like a wounded dove with now and then a murmur she won't move and lo when morning as in mockery bright shone on that pillow passing strange the sight that young head's raven hair was streaked with white no idle fiction this such things have been we know and now i tell what i have seen life struggled long with death in that small frame but it was strong and conquered all became as it had been with the poor family all saving that which never more might be there was an empty place they were but three end of poem this recording is in the public domain